Greetings, beautiful people. Welcome to Bad Thought Therapy. Thank you so much for tuning in. It has been a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and I hope that you have experienced the very same thing. I'm going to jump right on my topic because I'm going to bed early. I'm going to bed, I'm going to bed really early tonight so that I can be powered up and be on time for work tomorrow. Well, I want to talk about the price of lust. The price of lust. Um, and you know that I take a lot of news stories and I use them for inspiration. I'm not trying to talk about anybody. I cannot afford to do that or criticize anybody, be critical of anybody. I am not in a position to do that. But I do take news stories. I use them to talk about the life lessons. I kind of dissect some of these news stories and try to extract lessons that we can apply to all of our lives. And I don't know who's listening, but I just pray that God um, blesses you and you allow God to transform any bad thoughts because he can do it. Let him perform surgery on your bad thoughts. Let him take out those tumors. If you're having thoughts that are toxic, negative, destructive, uh, he can do it. And, and, and I've said this a million times without God, it, yeah, I don't know how people are doing it. I'm just going to be honest. They're not doing it. I tell you that. And that, that's another podcast for another day. I'm deeply concerned for young people. There are so many young people, and they are atheists, and be, and it shows. That's all I'm going to say. It, they don't have God. And when you don't have God, you don't have any hope. And to live this life hopeless is a very scary thing. And, and I'm, it just breaks my heart to see that this is happening, especially in our community, something that really didn't happen before. But... Um, and I'm asking God, you know, you know how he wants me to move and be an agent um, for him. If, if that's what he wants me to do, I want to be in his perfect will. But we got to talk about that. But I want to talk about um, these high profile separations, divorces. Um, not that, you know, we don't know anything about these people's personal lives. But I can't help but get on YouTube, every YouTuber or every, um, you know, all on social media, you got people talking about these people that we don't know. We don't know them personally, but there are some lessons here. And I just want to say lust is something that comes for all of us. Lust knocks on everybody's door. Lust, the desire to do something to satisfy the flesh, but satisfying that flesh is not empowering, it's not helping anybody, and it has long-term negative consequences. And what I see that people are getting together in their lust, and then it's not going to last because it's not love, and God's love is not in the center and not the guiding source for anything and so therefore it's not going to last the relationships are just not going to last when it's lust when the relationship is based on this kind of carnal desire that's what lust is it is carnal it is fleshly desire and while some people attempt to quench that desire and they may even you know not attempt but they may quench it 
in the end, the backdrop of that, what the consequences of that, the outcomes are so devastating. And so this is an area where anybody can fall short. I just want to step in as an agent, as just to remind yourself and me that we need to make sure we're mindful of those consequences. And I, I'm mainly talking about sexual lust, although lust can be, you know, other things. You can lust after money. You can lust after um, position, you know, titles. It, it, can, it doesn't just have to be sexual lust, but I am going to mainly talk about that because I see it over and over and over again, and then people get into trouble. And, you know, I also watch, I'm a crime story buff at my house. We, we watch these crime stories. And I can tell you this, most of the time when someone is killed violently, it lust is in there somewhere. It's lust, it's lust of money, it's sexual lust, lust is at the heart of it. And it just creates so many problems. The first thing I want to say is, is you have to fight it. You have to fight it because it doesn't go away. You have, you know, different situations come and and the enemy knows how to tempt us you know one person may be tempted in one way and somebody else that way would not tempt them at all they would be so far removed from that but the enemy knows your weaknesses and God knows your strengths and you have to I know I say it all the time but you have to set set, uh, establish a relationship with him and you have to talk to God every day all day you have to strengthen that relationship and he has to be first and God has to be the nucleus of your life he has to be the center and I can I can tell you this people can you know dismiss it and want to get all crazy with what they believe but then it shows it shows that God is not the center that God is not first that God is not the nucleus it just shows all over the place but I want to talk about love so the first thing is is going to knock on your door. It's always going to be knocking. And it knocks not only when you're weak, but it really knocks when you're strong. And what the enemy wants to do is to, and this is something we don't talk about a lot, he wants to cancel your good testimony because your good testimony would discourage so many people. So he lets you get into this position of power. Um, God, God will let you, you know, you know, raise you up for good and to empower. But then, you know, if you're not careful with how you're dealing with your weaknesses and your your shortcomings, then at a certain point, when you get to a certain place, all God, all what will happen is the enemy will just remove the cover. And you've been hiding something or you've been doing something behind the scenes and whatever you've been doing in the darkness, it will come to the light. And at the heart of it, though, is this lust, this carnal desire to satisfy the flesh. And with, and I say to satisfy the flesh without any regard for anybody else. So I just want to remind you that the price is too high to pay. It's just too expensive. You may be, you know, thinking about engaging in some activity with somebody because you're physically attracted to them. But you don't have a relationship with them, no real relationship. You don't love them. But you have this physical attraction. 
and you know lust is is powerful it is really a, a powerful thing and if you give into that you lose so much in the end of the day you cannot win you lose you lose that relationship whatever pieces you had of it or remnants of it or it could have been a good relationship and you could have fallen short one time you lose that you lose the respect of the people who um, look up to you you lose money it's going to cost you financially lust is always going to cost you financially it's always going to cost you financially in so many ways sometimes as a result of lust people lose their freedom they no longer get to breathe fresh air because their lust leads them to prison, leads them to, um, sometimes it leads to death. And that's bad because you don't want to die in your lust. You know, you don't want to, that's not how you want to leave the earth doing something that you know you should not do. Um, it leads to suffering. Lust leads to suffering, um, whether it is disease, whether it is unwanted um, pregnancies, whether it is um, loss because you you did you know you broken uh, trust and no one would no one will ever trust you again as a result of that, you giving into that lust, whether it's suffering because once you have given into the lust and you've been used, and I'm talking about using the bad way. You know, I we say God use me, but this kind of use for sexual um, pleasure and nothing else but sexual gratification—it's—it's um, it's horrible when you realize when you're when you realize, hey, I just been used. Somebody just used my body, and then some people cannot handle that. So then they respond to that in different ways. Sometimes people, now some people, they're, they're self-harm. Some people gonna harm you, okay? Well, you got lust in the middle. That's why I say I watch these crime shows. Somebody coming for you. Yeah, I don't, it's the husband, you know, the wife. Somebody's coming to what you cheating on. And sometimes people are cheating. And then, you know, the spouse will say enough is enough. And they want to have their cake and eat it too, and you get killed that way. It just lust just creates so much pain and suffering. And here's the thing about us, you know, just I don't know what we were talking about as a teacher. I was saying something to my students, and I had to remind them that human beings are different from animals. Animals do a lot of things based on impulses, and they're made that way. They don't have the ability to control some of the things that they do. I was reading about um, this guy, he's a um, herpetologist in England, and he, a couple of years ago, he received some kind of honor, but anyway, he was, he's been bitten by poisonous snakes, and it was a snake that he helped, and I'm thinking, that snake is an animal, it's a reptile, it cannot control the impulse to want to strike you and you might be thinking, oh, I can pet it and make it love me. No, it'll it'll bite you and kill you, okay? And so, but we have the ability to control our impulses. We have the ability not to get in to our lust. We can choose not to cheat, not to have to be satisfied in that one way. And then, okay, you get the satisfaction, let's say physically, 
and then you lose everything else. Was it really worth it? Was that one moment of pleasure, was it worth a lifetime of pain? And I'm, I'm talking about this because, you know, we, we got some of these high profile um, divorces and, um, and, and I'm not talking about them because I got my own journey as well. And you get people and because there was no love, the foundation of the relationship was not love, then guess who guess who's the greatest casualty of love in relationships with their children? The children. The children suffer because they were not born out of love. So the parent is not going to be around to love. And if they are around, the see children, what they really want to see, and I kind of talked about this a little bit in my last one of my recent episodes about reconciliation and what a person has to do. What really children want to see are their parents together happy. When they know who their father is and they know who their mother is, you know, you can you can separate, you can go pick up your child and, you know, y'all can have dual custody or whatever it's called. But what children really want to see is they want to see their parents together and loving and be loving towards each other. That is one of the greatest things you could give your child. But when relationships are broken because of lust, you leave, especially if they're real close to their mama, and then you go and you, you know, leave the mama and you go engage in your lust with other people, then, and they're going to, some at some point, they're going to know that. They get old enough to realize, hey, you know, this is what my parent did. Instead of being responsible, instead of trying to be there and be honorable, this is what the parent did. The child is going to figure it out. If they're not told, some people will tell, but some people won't tell, but the child will figure it out. And then it creates more resentment. And then it, it, it I'm not saying healing is, is impossible because healing is always possible. But both people, both parties have to be willing to do the work to heal. But lust creates now this divisive, it's like a divisive thing. It, it destroys people, it divides people because a child is going to be loyal to the parent who is taking care of him or her. So you didn't take care of the child. Now you got crazy situations, but the child is mainly, most of the time, I put that in there because we watch some crazy stuff on TV, but the child is more likely going to be loyal to the parent who's taking care of him or her. So you weren't there, and then when they start figuring out well, why you weren't there, and at the end of the day, it was just because of your lust. Because you had an issue and you weren't trying to solve it. And so that is the price of lust. You lose everything. It, it, it is so sad to see. So sad to see over and over and over again. And it hurts. It really does hurt to know that a person could have used the discipline that they've been given. It's God-given discipline. And used so many things not to give in to their lust and they don't and it's I'm telling you it's going to be knocking on your door it's going to be dangled in your face and it's all different for different people and again it's not just sexual even though I'm talking about that because you have these really high profile situations that everybody's talking about but I don't want the lesson and I hope the lessons won't get lost and that is you know, somebody was, uh, I listened to uh, a person today, and I won't say his name, but I, he's a person I listen to on a regular basis quite a bit. And I'm going to be honest, some things I totally don't agree with, and some things I do, 
But he had a really powerful part of his message when he started talking about the fact that the enemy wants us to give up on marriage and wants to give up on, you know, this this special kind of relationship. And because we see over and over and over again, people not working. And his point was that, you know, you don't get married or try to be married because nobody else is married. You go to God and ask God to, um, if that, if ask God if that's something you're supposed to do. And you do it and you stay focused on that. And that was a very good point because it is easy to give up. Because what I see is a lot of people getting together as a result of lust. And I know a lot of people get together because they want to engage in lust, but they want it to be what they what they call legal lust or legal love. It's, it's really lust. So they don't want to be single and do what they do. And they want to be married, but that's not, lust is not a reason to marry. You know, just have being able to marry and marry so that you can have sex let's keep it real that's not gonna last it's just not gonna last that's the basis of it and then you got now you have people and and it's mainly you know i'm sure it happens outside of the celebrity world but you have a lot of people that talk about something called open relationships where you're able to go outside of your marriage you know this is the worldly concept and engage in sex or physical stuff with someone who is not your legal spouse. Then you have another thing. You got people who they say, you know, based on the Bible, there's they can. They're these are men because they don't believe women can do it. But men can have more than one woman, and God wants them to have more than one woman. Or it's okay with God. And at the heart of that is really lust. And it's the like of discipline, and it's the like of control and um, people wanting to give in to their love. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know what to tell them. <laughs> you know, because and this is not a struggle for me, but I can imagine if it is a struggle for people, you know, that um, I don't, I, I'm not even going to tell them, but I can just say this, be reminded of all the things you're going to lose. If you don't, here's something that I would ask my students a lot, and I, I use this a lot. If you don't give in to your lust, would you go blind? And the answer is no. If you don't give in to your lust, will your limbs fall off? And the answer is no. If you don't give in to your lust, will your bank accounts be empty? The answer is no. In other words, nothing bad will happen to us if we decide we're not going to give in to this lust that is always knocking. It's from the enemy. Nothing bad would happen. And instead of us, most people trying to work through that moment, it's like it's just like the weather, it's like the wind, it comes, it blows, and then it goes away. And if we just resist and we stand or we put on a jacket, you know, and, and be able to endure the wind a little bit, the wind is going to pass. And the wind will stop blowing so hard on you. And you can keep going, but we don't even try it. That's what's so disturbing. We don't even try it. And you got people, like I said, I just want all these different things. They got children they can't take care of because of lust. They have children that they don't have the money to take care of because of lust. I know I said it before. Again, diseases, 
people out here and and I some of you know and I still marvel I've just sometimes I sit back and I think about like you know because I told you about my business and I met a lot of different people and I've talked to people from different walks of life and prior to my business my conversations were mainly with other educators you know my friends were the educators and my I realize now looking back my conversations were very limited but when I had my business and I was in a public space I talked to so many people and I realized that people are just driven by their lust. Everything they do and everything they believe is 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 rooted in their lust. And then where it really gets sick is they'll pervert, you know, the holy books. And in order to be able to justify having this sort of lustful life that they can't even accommodate. They can't take care of all those children and all those women. They, they don't they don't have what it takes to do it. And they probably never will. And so I just, it, it breaks my heart because I was going to, you know, first I was going to do a podcast on love and relationships. And just a reminder that I believe it's possible to have beautiful married relationships and it doesn't have to be that darn hard. I know people say it, you know, it's hard and I get it. It is hard to assert, but it doesn't have to be that hard. Does it have to be? I don't think so. Because if we we, we we pull out the element that matters more than anything else, we pull out love. People are hooking up, not because of love, but because of lust. They're getting together because of um, connections. You know, they're trying to use their relationship as a way to gain something social or economic economic, and it's not even about love the love is not first and I'm not saying you can't do that you know get married love somebody and then you know you all help empower each other but a lot of times people are just getting together because you know they see that person as a as a bank as an ATM or a way to get somewhere where they want to get and you know, it's it's just sick, and it's because there is no love. And I know people kind of break down what's you know you're in love versus love. I don't believe in it. Just love people the way God loves us. And I just believe that marriages can be beautiful, but lust. And it's because and because of lust, if they do get married, it won't last. Or if they get married, and they some people are married and they just they don't really have a real marriage, but they've decided not to get divorced they've decided okay oh well this is not real companionship but i'm just not getting divorced either (laughs) okay so you got that going on but does it have to really be that way and i don't believe that it has to be like that i really believe that it can be beautiful and that relationships can be loving and people can be faithful and people can see beautiful people and not give in to the lust of the flesh. I just believe that because we're better than animals. We're better than the reptiles that strike no matter how much we try to care for them. We're better than that. And I just believe that. I I really do. We're better than cold-blooded animals. And, and somebody has to say it, that we have to, you got to start trying to resist. You got to start fighting. Now, here's the thing, and I've said it before many times, you can't do it by yourself. We can't do it without God's help. 
I find that when I get up in the morning, you know, my mind can be distracted with so much, so many things to do, and and I want to do a good job at what I do. I don't want to just go to work and just try to, you know, get through the day and just try to get paid. I really want to. I want my students to really learn, and I want them to use what I'm teaching them. And I understand the power of education and having a strong foundation, so that later when you leave high school, we talked about this today in class. You're, you spend most of your years in adulthood. And it's important for me to set a strong foundation because everything that I do, that's the foundation for the future. And so we were talking about the fact that I love it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm getting about to say. But um, we were talking about, and I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, but what I was saying was that when I wake up in the morning and I realize what I'm trying to do all these things, I can't do them by myself. I just can't do it without God's help. And I want to encourage you. Friend, I want to encourage you. If you have been struggling with lust, you've been tempted as we all are, understand it's a trick of the enemy. The price of lust is so great you cannot afford it. You lose so much. You lose your respect your life, your health, your money, your uh, your freedom, so many things happen as a result of lust. And yes, you may have the feeling, this carnal desire, I'm just defining lust as having this car, but you don't have to get into it because you're better than a cobra that can't control whether or not it will strike you regardless of what you do. You are better than that, and you can say no. And I, I just, you know what I believe in the end? That people who strive to be in a relationship with a single person, I'm not talking about these, because they're really not polyamorous, because there's no love in them, but these relationships that have more than one person, mainly women and one man, um, if people really were to strive to love people, and really just get into that relationship and loving them, I believe it can be beautiful. And in the end, you'll be happier, you'll have more, you'll live longer. And that's what the people who actually are doing it, that's what they have, and they try to tell people that. No, and those people don't um, are not exempt from problems and not exempt from pre- uh, uh, issues and challenges because they all have them. But what it is, life is sweeter when you have someone to share it with that you love and love is a choice it's something you can choose to do it's something you can create remember when I started off this year or earlier a couple of months ago I I don't know what it was I had been in prayer and God just reminded me oh I know what it was I was trying to figure out you know how to keep my business going in a way that I could manage because I'm a full-time educator and I have to you know I got teachers and unless God just throw me some money um, for another maybe three or four years. And um, and I was saying, God, you know, what can I do? And he just reminded me, you're a creator. I've given you the power to create. You can create love. You can create a beautiful family. You can create harmony and peace. You can create longevity with a person. 
in a relationship. It doesn't have to be like this. And when I hear these breakups, of course, I know that so many of them hooked up for superficial reasons. And it was lust. And I'm still saying even God can transform because you have transformative power. Transform that lust into something else. Because in the end, if you only keep lust in your heart, then the only thing you're going to do in the end is lose. And the loss is greater than you could ever imagine or think. So why lose? Why not win? Why not let love allow you to win and to have so much more to have peace to have support to have of course love above all things and it's possible and that's what I want to say before I try to get me some sleep so beautiful people the red light is going to come on don't forget that you can contact me at badthoughttherapy at gmail.com well I want to thank you again for tuning in I'm Sheree Hardy, and I hope and pray that this message bless you. Take care.